Welcome back to a very special episode, number 40, Connection is Magic, Happy New Year 2021. Uh, the bar is set pretty low from 2020, so we only can go up from here, hopefully, but I don't want to jinx it. It means the world to me that you guys are coming back and tuning in, um, spreading these messages right now during this time in the world. I'm just grateful to be putting this out into the world, grateful for doing my small part, and uh, really hope that some of this stuff is resonating. And obviously, if you're coming back, it is. So that means the world to me. Uh, This week, our guest is Amber Jones, aka Sky Keller. She is an artist singer creative. She's had songs buzzing on the blogs and Spotify, auditioned for American Idol, played for packed out audiences. She's also a registered nurse. We go into some great stories about the ups and downs working in music, the ups and downs working in nursing during COVID, how she's able to take what she learns as a nurse and apply it to everyday life, the lens in which she views life and how much more gratitude she has for the everyday as a result of seeing what she sees at her job. I thought uh, we went into some really good stuff with that. We also touch on relationships and how the things we pick up in our childhood follow us into our adulthood and can throw a monkey wrench in our adult relationships, particularly our adult romantic relationships. Lastly, when I was in the liminal space of leaving my music career, had one foot in, one foot out, wasn't sure what I was going to do next. I was actually managing her music career towards the end there and things got very, very rough for me financially and she actually loaned me some money to keep me going and I was able to still work on her behalf and I'll be forever grateful. I thought that was just the nicest gesture ever. Very, very atypical, I think, for that to happen and it just shows you what kind of person she is. So I'm really excited for you to tune in and enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Okay, welcome everybody to a very special, and I want to emphasize very special, number 40 of Connection is Magic with my homegirl, Amber Jones, a.k.a. Sky Keller. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, boo? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can I just it's say it's a pleasure to have today. you here? Like, in all honesty, it's such a pleasure. Thank you, Sammy. Mm. I appreciate that. Mm. Just we've, warms we've, my heart. We've, we've had some really good times together. Seriously. And I'm so thankful for you. Beyond. It goes... It- it, it goes both ways. Yeah. Thank you. So, so, um, damn. I, like, so we did an episode, what, three weeks ago? No, longer. All right, it was five, like... four weeks ago, but I'm a, I'm a believer, like everything happens for a reason. <clears throat> so, you know, that one got lost in the shuffle somehow. Mm. And, and here we are with take two. And I feel like it's just going to be a home run smash. Smasheroo. Smasheroo. <laughs> so um, I want to start it with how you winded up in L.A. Like we kind of did the last mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, 
there's this little thing, this craze in the nineties called Taibo or was it in the two thousands? Yeah, I think it was in the nineties actually. Okay. It maybe carried into the two thousands. Right. Amber's going to tell you how Taibo relates to her journey in getting here. Yes. Okay. So you may or may not have heard of this guy named Billy Blanks. He's like <laughs> this black bald guy, super cool, very energetic, uh, very, very happy man. And uh, he created Taibo and he would create these Taibo workout videos. They were really big in the 90s. And so um, when I graduated from nursing school, I uh, went back to Connecticut for a couple of months. And my mom was like, I really want you to come to my um, my workout class. I really think you'll connect with the owner, Anna. And at that time, I was like, you know, super young, like, uh, was kind of depressed because I was running out of money. I didn't have a job yet, had this degree, wasn't using it. And I'm like, mom, why would I go to your, would your go to your Taibo class or whatever your workout class? Like I, I like to run, like I like to go to the gym. Like this is stupid. That's such a mom request. I feel like I I remember it so clearly. Talk about God, the universe working through moms. Let me just say, Amen. Amen. okay. Um, so I went and she was right. Like I had this very strong connection with the owner who was my mom's age. Mm. Right. Told her that I'm into music, that I sing and record and all that. And, and she's like, well, I know this guy named Billy Blanks. He, he lives in California. He's had to work with producers in, in the past. So why don't I send him your music and just see what happens? She, um, sent him an email, uh, with, you know, my info and the mm-hmm. songs, whatever. Fast forward two, three days. I am working at this target clinic, giving target employees <laughs> flu shots, Okay. This was pre pandemic years and years and years ago. Um, so I was like making like, I swear, uh, Sam, I think I was making like probably $15 an hour giving like, that's not nurse money, you know? Um, and I was like, Oh, sitting there like, Oh my God, what the hell am I doing here? And then all of a sudden my phone starts ringing and I had this expectation, like something good is going to happen. And I looked down at my phone and it's a California number. And I'm like, who the hell do I know in California? no one. Well, I'm just going to answer it. You know, I answer it and I'm like, hello. On the other end, I hear, Hey Amber, it's Billy, Billy Blanks. I, I heard your music. And I'm like, Oh my God, Billy. Hi. Yeah. I think you're great. You, you should come out to California, Amber. And I'm like, wow, Billy, that's amazing. He's like, I know this producer from Warner brothers. I'd love to connect you. And, and I said, yeah, for sure. So, uh, two or three months later, I jumped in my Honda Accord and drove cross country with everything that I owned in my fucking backseat. That's amazing. I love how he had the same level of enthusiasm on the phone with you as he does in his commercials. He's like, Hey, Amber, Amber, it's Billy Blanks. Oh my God. And, and just, just the other day I was, uh, Hey Amber, it's Billy, Billy Blanks. And it's funny because just the other day I was, uh, I was at work taking care of a patient and the, the, there was a commercial on, I think it was for like insurance or something, some insurance company. Like he was on the TV. Like, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Like oh, Geico or something, yes. right? He's yes, back. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Billy's back, baby. <laughs> Billy's And I was like, there's the man Mm. who got me into this, Mm. even into this hospital room, like in, in the Valley where where I'm currently working, you know, like, so basically you get here with kind of nothing concrete in place besides like one producer, right? Right, right. Okay. So that's, 
it's like cool that everything opened up to you like later, I feel like, but like at first, wasn't it rocky? Here in LA? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit rocky just because, you know, I have, I had this degree in nursing. I had my, my bachelor's of science and. Yeah. Don't let the target job fool you. She, right. she was like stacking a good degree, but I you had were, a great degree. But you were at the target. So you so, were at the target that, shop. That for- was in Connecticut, right? So landing here in LA, even though I had this degree, I was applying to these hospitals. I wasn't getting calls, callbacks and mm-hmm. it was, it was hard. And, and I just remember like not really having any money at that point. Like my mom had stopped supporting me. She's like, mm. you're 22 years old. Wow. You need to like, um, use your degree and get out there and Did work. Did you have to rough it here then? Were you in like kind a really of, shitty place? Kind or, of had to rough yeah. it a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I was living in a friend's extra bedroom at their house. Mm. I couldn't afford to pay her and her family. Cause she, she just let you stay there. Yeah. That's awesome. But you know, to get on your feet. Yeah. And it helped a little bit. And then, um, finally that kind of went on for a couple of months and then I ended up finding a place at, up, um, just before Malibu and Palisades mm. and was there. And then obviously from, um, from then on, I was good. I, I've lived on my own since then and have smart. had money and all Can that. Can I tell you why you're smart? Mm. Cause you like, you basically managed your risk cause going in the music industry is very risky. Super. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, man, I'm gonna get my safety net right with this nursing thing. And then I'm going to do music. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm super, super thankful that that's kind of like the path that I took. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely, especially with everything going on in the world right now. Like I'm so grateful that like I have a source of income, um, because live shows aren't happening right now, you know, like, um, sessions are happening, but via zoom, it's not like I could get in this huge writing room right now Mm. or anything like that. So it's, it's definitely like God works in mysterious ways and, and we just never know how he will use the things that we think are so small and actually, um, use them in such like a big way in the future. Speaking of which. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a case in point. Yeah. How we really met. Well, we met through Billy. Thank you, Billy. But we really met through. Uh, an Uber driver who, yes, who happened yes. to cancel the ride. The ride. All right. So y'all, this is like a banana story. Okay. Jones, you got this? Yeah. Okay. So this is really kind of the power of how God, the universe works all the pieces to make it happen. And, and when you look back on this, doesn't it kind of blow your mind though? Like if people don't stop <laughs> and look enough, that's my feeling on it right oh god i even remember what shirt i was wearing when that on that wow. day like that's how significant it was mm, i feel you on I that i remember where i w- i remember everything about the night where i ate the at dinner that night who i was with we went to the echo the echoplex i think yeah and um ash ashley called the uber and i think the uber driver was frustrated because he didn't want to like um uh like whip a yui or whatever to to come to the other side of the street to pick us up or whatever. And so, um, that's a lazy ass super so Ash got really mad and she's like, fuck this guy. And, uh, she calls another one and we, and we get in and, um, I was just quiet. wasn't really talking much. And the guy asks, Oh, so what do you guys do here in LA? And, and, uh, Ashley said, you know, she, she's into acting and does acting and all that. So, uh, she told him what, she does. And then, um, I was like, yeah, I'm a nurse. And 
Ashley um, interjected and she said, no, like she has an amazing singing voice and she writes music. And the Uber driver was, was like, oh, wow, let me listen. And so I plugged in my phone. I played him something that I had been recently working on. And, and he's like, oh my God, I love this. My buddy works with Maroon 5's manager and blah, blah, blah. But when somebody tells you that in an Uber. In Uber, LA in an Uber. Uh, you're really, not, dude? Yeah. Like, come on. And he said, I just, I really want to give you my contact info. Please message me or wow. email me whenever you have stuff that you're really like ready to share. And I said, all right, cool. So, um, I took his email and, uh, six months later I sent some music over that I was really proud of. I forgot that it took you six months to reach out. Yeah. Man. I waited. And then you know, one thing led to the next and I meet you and you found out, oh my God, you had been an A&R at, um, Interscope for like seven, eight years. And then Mitch had really, really did work with Maroon yeah. 5's manager. And yeah. I was like, whoa. And then that's when everything started happening. And that's how I, you know, I met you and here we are going to different publishing companies and yeah, I'm at a label, a like taking meetings and getting in sessions. And I look at my life now and the relationships I've made through music. And it's like, damn, it all started in that Uber. If it weren't for that Uber driver, I would have not met you, Sam. And that is just like, That's, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's so, so crazy. I'm, I'm truly thankful. I'm truly thankful. And sometimes in life, it's like, we don't really understand. Well, why, why did it take longer for me to achieve my goal? Why did it, why didn't, why didn't I achieve my dream three years ago, four years ago? Well, because there were people you needed to meet along the way. Mm. There were people that you had not crossed paths with yet that you need, 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 need to cross paths with. And so sometimes you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, mm. And I think we just can't forget that ever, ever. 100%. So the ups and downs, all right, so everybody knows there's like so many ups and downs in music, even prior to the pandemic, there were so many ups and downs. Mm. And like, how did you rock with the ups and downs, honestly? You know, because we, yeah, we took a lot of meetings. You, you've had other things and like, I feel like it's gone like this. Like it's like, oh, it seems it's like something. Wave, yeah. And then, and then there's the down and then it seems like something and then something good. And then it's down, you know? Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you manage that? It's hard. It's hard. I think in the past I was really attached to my dream of music and would get disappointed if things didn't work out the way that I wanted them to work out. And, um, how I've dealt with it, I think I just kind of pushed even harder, tried to work even harder. Um, and I've kind of in life ha learned that I have to talk to myself um, because there's always a war in our mind. So mm -hmm. when we think, oh, this didn't work out, maybe that means I'm not good enough. Or maybe that means I'm not as talented as I thought I was. Delay is not denial. Correct. Yeah. Amen. So I think what I've had to do is just say, Amber, it's okay. Just, just keep, just keep working harder. Mm. Um, Amber, it's okay. Maybe, maybe this isn't your moment. Um, Amber, it's okay. Maybe you just need to make music that is even better. Maybe, maybe your music is really good, but let's make it great and excellent. I feel like every time we would put a song out and it would do decent and I wasn't fully satisfied with how the turnout was, I feel like I would go back into the studio even more energetic um, and even more driven. On that note, there's this one up and down moment with um, American Idol. Tell us a little bit about kind of how that happened. I heard from the show and they had asked me to come on and I've never really been into like the singing shows or anything, but I said, why not give it a go? And I went and met the producers of the show and they liked me. So I went on and like met Katy Perry and um, Lionel Richie. Yeah. Lionel Richie. 
and and you sang in front of them. I sang in front of what them. What were the nerves like? And I think like? Luke the, Bryan was there too. Yeah. Were the nerves like kicking? Because that's kind of intimid. It feels like feels like that would be intimidating. No. I was kind of intimidated, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, it was weird. It was weird. Like I had never really sung in front of a famous person like that on the spot. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay, well." I don't know. You knew it, that was happening though, right? Yeah. It wasn't like they just threw your curveball. Oh, sing for us. You're like, wait, what? I got to yeah. sing. Yeah, and I was like, also need- much younger then and I yeah. don't think I had the the confidence that I do now. That's key. So I think I would go into it now being like, I don't give a fuck. Because I've mm. been through so much since then um, and I'm like, who cares? Like, I'm just singing for these random people. They're just people. They happen to be successful in the area of music, you know? So... I have to consider everyone a random. Sometimes you have to consider all people randoms. Mm. Um, and uh, that kind of helps you to get your mind in the right place, if that Good makes way sense. To put it. Yeah. So I just sung for them and it was nerve wracking and they didn't think I had it. So I was like, all right, cool. Somebody else, somebody else out there does think I have it. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it just wasn't meant to work out, I guess. But yeah, so I made it to like the first episode and then that was it. And were you, you weren't, bummed about that or were you bummed for a short period of time about that? I was that? bummed probably for like a day or two mm-hmm. um, because I believed in myself so much yeah. and then when you get denied like that or you, it feels like rejection fucks with your head right? Oh my god I'm like wow maybe I just suck like maybe mm. I'm just not meant to do this music thing like mm. why don't I go on my little nursing way and go you know go just on my little nursing, nursing way. way and just start IVs for the rest of my life and pass meds and give medication to, to sick people. Maybe that mm. is my calling, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of like, it, it brought me to a plate, a little, a place of confusion. I think if something's meant for you, like no man can get in the way of that. Like I wow. heard Pharrell talk about mm. this. Yeah. And so Oof, that's good. Yeah. yeah that's really powerful. good. So you just keep doing you boo. I'm going to try. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever thought about putting down the music thing though? Oh yeah. Many times. Really? Many times. Let's go into that. Let's go into that. (laughs) Oh man. I, I've just asked myself, is it worth it? You know, like you pay for studio time, you, you pay for a producer to produce out a song and then you put it out and maybe it gets 50,000 streams and you don't really see any money back, you know? And so you hope that the song gets a placement in a television show or a a movie. And let's say that doesn't happen. You, you're like, man, like my, my money, like my 2k, my 3k that I just spent on that song. is just like, it's gone, right? It's gone, you know? And so I, I'm like, all right, I'm working my ass off as a nurse to, to like pay all my bills and like still have fun in life, do little trips here and there. And then I also have a music budget. Why am I not seeing a return on my investment? And I think it's because like sometimes I would work overtime to, to make extra money. To be able to throw in a music? Yeah. At the time I wasn't making as much as I am now. So I had to work, I had to work more to get to earn more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it got to a point because I wasn't making money off of it. It felt like it was just a hobby. Hmm. And, um, and I'm like, why am I putting so much money into this hobby? Um, which is nothing wrong with that. People do that. See, people have a hobby of riding bikes and they spend thousands of dollars on bikes and they go on like long bike rides. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And that's great. Right. Um, I, 
I didn't see it that way at the time. And I think it was just me being younger, like having a younger mindset and younger mentality. But I'm like, man, like I'm spending all this money and whatever, but I didn't even realize, wow, but Amber, you're really enjoying yourself Mm. and just trust the process. Like one day you will see a return on your investment. So now I see it so much differently at the time. I almost gave it up because I was like, being impatient. And I'm like, now, 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 now I got to see a return. Now I need to get a a music. I need to get one of my songs in a movie now, 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 now I need to get a million streams now. And it wasn't happening now. So that is what caused those thoughts to come in. Like, maybe I just give up. Maybe I just throw the towel in and just like do my nursing thing and still be happy. But as I've continued to push and then I started playing live and my, my streaming numbers went up and more people started reaching out about the music, that's when I realized, oh no, this was all worth it. I am so glad that I didn't throw the towel in. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. love that. Yeah, man. Cause you're feeding your soul by doing what you're Oof. doing. You're feeding your soul. There was is a, there like a price on that? Like, you oh know, my God, it's priceless, yeah, it's you priceless. know, and nothing externally needs to happen really for you to get that. I am there fulfillment, now, you know, Sam, I remember I played my first show, um, September 20. Hold on a second. Where are we now? We're in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. September, 2019. I played my first live show and it was a huge, huge turnout. It was a very, very beautiful night, very emotional night. And, um, it was, it was, it was amazing. Like packed out. I feel out. you getting emotional right now it about was like, it. It was so, so <laughs> yeah. special, Sam, you know? And, um, the kind of feeling you can't put a price on, right? Like that's the kind of feeling. Dude. Yeah. It was something that you can't put, you couldn't have put a price Mm -hmm. tag on it. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, just the energy in the room that night and I played a live set and it was like only supposed to be five. uh, I played five songs. They ended up like the crowd ended up wanting another one. And uh, it was just really special. All that to say, I remember going home that night and my friend, my good friend cat actually crashed with me that night. And um, I said, cat, I could die tomorrow. And I would have, I, w- I would die happy. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And that was just having a hundred people in a small room. People were, were crying at the show and it was just such a special night. And I'm like, if I would have threw the towel in two, three years ago when I wasn't seeing a quote unquote return on my investment, that was the return on my investment, dude. Amen. It's not financial. You know, yeah, it's great. It's great when you get um, a check in the mail, right? That's amazing. When you've worked hard and you've gotten money, you've gotten paid for your service. That's such a such a great thing. I've felt that before. Yeah, like, and you, have you to felt work, that. And you have, to work, and you have to yeah. work your ass off or managing other artists, yeah. like working. Like, dude, some of the artists I manage, I work for free for like a year before we saw money. You have to understand yeah, totally. that like yeah. 24-7. But that night, Sam, was the return on my investment even just talking to you now about it, I'm, I'm, it's, that's hitting, that's mm. hitting right now. Cause I don't think I've thought about it. I feel it. like you're getting like a new connection with that. I am. Uh, I, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's I, d- I definitely am because my goal with this whole music thing is I want to touch people through the music. I want to connect with them energetically, energetically like when I'm on the stage. Healing. You're giving them like healing. You're lifting their spirits. Yes, people were crying know? at the show. That's, it was lovely. It was really special. I'll never forget it. Like oh, I yeah. tell you, I think some of the, some of our biggest blessings are unanswered prayers. Yes. Yes. 
No, I agree. And, and I think also I go, I'll go back to this again. Cause I, I truly believe that timing is everything. Sometimes we're just not ready for, uh, success. Like what if we couldn't handle it? What if we can only handle a $500 check, right? Not a $500,000, not a $500,000 check. So, um, it's, it's just, it's just everything. And I think what needs to happen is just the foundation. Our foundation needs to be built. Like, how could you, how could, how could a house, right? Be built on soil that hasn't been prepared. You'll need to have a good foundation. And I think in life it takes time for us to yes. like develop our soil. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I've been in that place where I was like, oh, I got it all. I'm good. I make my money from nursing. I got this. I got that. But, but somebody comes along and it's like, no, there's... Th- which I believe is like the universe and God, no, I'm going to tear you down and I'm going to rebuild you. And you're going to be that house on the corner, but you're going to be the most beautiful house you're on the street. You're going to be so thankful yes. in the end, right. but it hurts like hell when you're going oh through the tear God. down. Think right? about what it feels like for that window. When but it's dude, like that. It's, 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 it's a death. It's, <laughs> it's literally a death. It's a death. Like, yes. bro, you know, I died in this city. Yeah. <laughs> I literally died. Can you tell them like how different I am today than like when you knew me? I mean, you're a completely different human being. Like when I met you, I think you were kind of, you seemed a little lost to me. You met me when I was the teardown. Yes. But now I'm so glad that the universe God did that for me because I'm so much happier. I feel like I had like a thousand pound weight on me and I like, I took it off. That's what I want for you too. And I feel like you're on that path right now because even I've seen you grow immensely. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, I think that's what's happening in my life right now, or at least for the past couple of months has been literally the tear down. When you think, oh, you're good. You got, you're that beautiful house on the corner that whatever. But then it's like, no, I, I think God and the universe, like we, he, she wants us to be better than what we thought we were. Mm. So sometimes he has to tear us down and rebuild our foundation yeah, so that we yeah. can be better than what we were. Because really like we're capable of going to a level like 12 or 14 evolution, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we might be chilling at like a level five and be like, all right, cool. Let me just set up shop here at this level yeah. five. But like, I really feel like what we're doing here on earth is like the purpose of us being here is to grow. Would you agree? Like everything Always. grows. Always. So I think the worst thing that we can do is like get complacent and mm. settle in this zone mm-hmm. going back to your foreclosed house or what is it? The teardown. <laughs> the teardown. Thank you. I think that was brilliant because yes, we could just chill in that house and be like, all right, I'm good here. And we could miss out on this whole mm. incredible extension of what we could be. Mm. Oh, I'm so grateful for the shit that didn't work out. Can we just say that together right now? Amen. Can we just say, like, we're so (laughs) grateful for the shit that didn't work out? Yes, yes. So we got the tear down and then we got the rebuild. So once your home is rebuilt and you've got like a new exterior and you got a new interior, Mm. think about when you invite all your neighbors over to your new home. When they walk inside, they are like, holy shit, how did you afford this? Mm. How did you manage to pull this off? Like, what's your secret? What (laughs) is your secret? How did you become whole? Yes. You know, when we are whole and when we've been rebuilt, 
not only is, is it good for us, but it is overflowing into mm. other people's lives around us, into our fellow man, our fellow neighbor, because and they're going to benefit from it. So even like if I rebuilt a house and got everything, everything in it is new. I've got more space. I've got new, um, I've got new everything, new dishware, new this, new that, new electronics. Everybody can enjoy it. It's not just for me. Does that make sense? 100%. That can also be said by when we liberate ourselves, just being in the presence of other people liberates them. Yeah. It it reminds them of what they can do. When I was in music, right, and maybe, you know, you say two years ago in music, Mm -hmm. it's like I wanted something so, so bad. Right, right. And I feel like when you chase it, I heard somebody say it's like that leaf when you're in the pool and you're trying to grab at it. All it does is push the leaf further away it from does, you. It does, yeah. Once you stop doing that and you build your new house, you get to a place where things just start, you start to attract things. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Because then it's like people driving by and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's true. <laughs> the windows are open. Oh, wow. That's a nice couch. That's so funny. Oh, wow. That house looks spacious. It's Christmas time. Driving by. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful Christmas tree. 10 footer. Oh, wow. Look at that turkey. Wow. She cooked a whole turkey. You see the the steam coming off of that turkey? (laughs) Wait, let me stop. Let me get out real quick. Let me get a closer look. You know, all right, let me say one other thing. I used to be afraid of death so, like, so, so badly. Like, it was, mm. it was, it would cause a lot of stress in my mm-hmm. life. I was always afraid of losing somebody I love because in the hospital, I, I take care of trauma patients. Yeah. And so you're always thinking, what if this happens to my family member or to somebody I love mm-hmm. so much? And so it, it caused a lot of anxiety in my life. And I'm like, well, what if it happens to me? So when I would cross the street, I would like be looking every which way to make sure some car wasn't going to like blow through a stop sign or something. And one day I just, I woke up and I'm like, it's okay if I die. Hmm. Like, it's okay. I won't have to deal with any of this bullshit on earth. Hmm. It's like, I won't have to like be worried about anyone. I won't have to like, like work my ass off at the hospital. I won't have to cry. I'll, I'll just, I'll just be dead. You know what I mean? And like, because I believe in like a life after this, I'll be with my creator. Hmm. And so... I ha- that see all of my f- my fears and anxiety just they dissipated when I let the fuck go when I just let go just mm. go live your life who cares who cares yes do the right thing be good to people treat yourself well respect yourself respect others but also live life to the fullest live there I have patients that are so sick and they manage to laugh when I walk in that room I manage to laugh with my patients and they're not even sure they might not if they're going to walk out. You don't need a hospital to access yeah, that. Yeah, we can access that. Every day. In our day. When you walk out of your house in the morning, just let go. Hmm. Just let go and say, I am taking this day for what it is and I'm just going to let go right now. Who I meet, who I meet is who I meet. Hmm. Who I speak to is who I speak to. But today is going to be a good day. And if it's not, I'm going to be okay. It's just let go, let yeah. go, live, walk, yeah. breathe, run, dance, laugh, talk, call, speak. These are all things that we have to do. So when you have those down days though, like you were saying, mm-hmm. do you just ride them out? You know, like, 
Yeah, I get in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is this happening to me? When am I going to feel better? Like, you know, the, the thoughts, I kind of spiral upstairs up here. Um, but uh, I usually am able, for whatever reason, like my nights are good. So like, if I'm like, if I made it to 5 p.m., if I made it to 6 p.m., I'm like, I made it. I can do this. Like I made it through the day. And then my nights are usually good because it's almost like I'm proud of myself for making it to that moment. Wow. It's like I fucking made it through that eight hours and that was really difficult. And so I'm going to be happy for the next three before I go to bed. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been in the pit of depression and it's horrible. I've wanted Mm. to not live. I've had those moments in my life, really, truly. Um, And I think it's just because of how I was raised and things I saw as a child. And it, you know, it, it, it follows you into your adult life. And, um, man, I, I never thought that feeling was going to end, but when you make it to the other side and when you crawl out of the darkness into the light, you realize that it's all an illusion. Depression is just an illusion. You gotta, you have to rely on something bigger than us, our source. There's a source that we can tap into. We have to tap into that source, but also resources here on earth, therapy, Mm. books. Maybe you need to call somebody who you know can encourage you. Um, Get out of the house, use your legs. Also, there's medication. I mean, I'm -hmm. I'm a nurse. I am not anti-medication. Some people are anti-medication. People are anti-antidepressants. It's like, well, why? Some people really truly have a chemical imbalance. It makes a big difference for you, I take Lexapro, and I'm not ashamed to say that I take Lexapro. Does it make a big difference for you? It helps with my anxiety Mm -hmm. and my depression. And Mm -hmm. if it weren't for 20 20 milligrams (laughs) of Lexapro daily, who knows where I'd be. but I've had to do other things too. It's not just the medication. I've had to, I've had to get up and I have had to pray. I've had to get up in the morning and start my days with prayer. And I get in and I read the Proverbs and I read the Psalms and I, and I'm in therapy and I do group therapy and I call my friends and I use my legs and I go running and I ride my bike. All of these things help, you know, by the way, Bravo, thank you for everything you just shared. I think you need to be, um, an active, proactive, that's the word. You need to be proactive when, yeah. when you're feeling those heavy feelings. Don't, don't some people just, they sit and they stew. Oh yeah. It's hard. I, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, hard. I've, and I've done that, you know, and the, 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 the worst part is it's like, it's like putting money in the bank. You get interest on it. Like if you just sit there and stew, it just compounds. Like the interest gets more mm. and more and more until you literally don't even want to go on anymore. Yep. Maybe it's because of what we said, like depression is a liar. Like it feels like you've got no out sometimes. Like it feels like there's nothing you can do to change it. That's what I'm saying. It's like an illusion. Like you, mm. you feel it's, you're, it's an illusion. You're stuck in this, you're just stuck and, and you feel like, oh my God, this, this is the way, this is the way. The way is to lay fetal in the fetal position on my bed and cry for the next five hours. And there is nothing wrong with crying for five hours, right? But we can't stay in that. You have to eventually say, I am going to get up and I'm going to walk down to the beach and I'm going to cry on the beach while walking, but I'm not going to cry in the fetal (laughs) position in my bed anymore. I'm going to go walk down the street and get some fresh air. And that's fine if I cry when I go get the fresh air. That's a huge win. But just get the fuck up. Absolutely. Sometimes we have to get the fuck up. Absolutely. And I've had to do that. I've had to do that in the past where it's like, okay, Amber, get 
up and get in your car and drive to the beach. And if you're going to cry, cry, but at least do it looking at something while looking at something beautiful. Mm. I love it. I love it. You know, and while you're at it, go buy a taco or something because you haven't eaten in 12 hours. It's lowering your expectations to get yourself out of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just about taking that one step. It's like, all right, I'm going to continue to cry because I'm sad, which is okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to cry in the fetal position. Like I said, I'm going to get up and I'm going to cry while walking, you know? Mm. And then the step next step after that is... Um, wait, I think I'm done crying this week. Now I'm just going to walk and I'm going to walk really far and I am going to be in nature, you know? And then I've decided, okay, I'm done crying. I'm done walking. Um, now I'm going to run and I'm going to go on a long run because not only is this good for my soul, but it's good for my body. Mm. All right. I'm not going to run anymore. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go meet up with somebody. And, and I'm going to go have a coffee with a friend and I'm going to interact and I'm not going to be socially anorexic. You're taking Does us that through make your sense? process. Yeah. It right? all comes in phases. It's mm-hmm. steps. I'm not saying that, oh my God, don't de- be depressed. You need to get up and do things right now, right away. No, it's a, it's a process. We have to be gracious with ourselves. We have to be patient with ourselves. Everything takes time. Everything takes time, Sam. Mm. Like we just have to give ourselves a break, give ourselves a break. You completely, know? completely. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Sure. Because you said this maybe like, you know, 15 minutes ago, you talked about what we get, what we pick up in our childhood oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. follows us into our adulthood. Oh yeah, right? for sure. So nowhere better is that scene than how we do relationships, I think. Totally. Yeah. I feel like so, I'm an expert in this, in this department. Oh yeah. yeah. You got to drop some knowledge on them. Yeah. 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 Um, I do believe that when we see some crazy shit in childhood, it definitely affects how we behave in relationships, especially romantic ones. And, um, my mom basically was in codependent relationships with men who were very abusive. Mm. And so I saw my mom get treated very, very poorly by men. And, um, I thought that that was normal. So I used, so like as an adult, I would go into relationships where it's like, I wouldn't pick people that were super kind and sweet. I would pick people who didn't want me. Who did not treat you Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who either didn't want me or were emotionally unavailable Mm. because that's what I saw my mom do. That was the model for you. Yeah. That was the model. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I would pick people who would only want me when I would disappear. I would pick people who only wanted me when I was like, no, I'm good. I don't want this. Hmm. You know, that, that, that would love to play that game. I would, I, I, I was, I had this horrible habit of finding people who loved to play games. And Did I would, you like playing that I game? I used to like playing that game too, man. Ugh. Yeah. And it's all because. <laughs> Jones, I know. I mean, I mean, I'm, I know, man, it's, it's all from the it's childhood shit, man. Was that a turnoff for you at first? Like if somebody was available, like yeah. it turned you off, right? If somebody wanted <laughs> yeah. me, I didn't want them back. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would be interested in me and I was like, no, I don't want you. Wow. I'll probably want you if you don't want me. Wow. But that was just me being fucked up. Mm. But now, of course not. Like now it's like, ugh, I, I would not give anybody the time of day who wanted to play that game with me. I'm a, 
I'm That's a grown incredible. ass woman now. You You're know? that new house now, baby. I'm that new house. <laughs> I'm reborn, rebuilt, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. And you've had to, you've had to do a lot of work though, right? To get past that, huh? It's taken, it's taken a while. Yeah. Years. Yeah. It's taken years of just trial and error. If you feel stuck in something, the pattern that you've had for like, if you, if you feel like you've had it forever, like it's like change is possible. Mm. Like that's a good message to put out there. There's hope for us. I there mean, really is. You and I are sitting here as examples of that. There are things I never thought I would be delivered from. Hmm. There, yeah, man. I mean, I never thought that I would be where I'm at today, it's emotionally, beautiful, financially, it's beautiful, relate like relationally. You know, I think you got to be able to enjoy your own company, don't you? Like, if you can't enjoy your own company, yeah. like, how could you expect anybody else to enjoy you if you don't enjoy yourself? You got to enjoy your but own company like, first, yeah. But I, but I, I don't want to like be dismissive of that because I just feel like I came off sounding like dismissive of that. And uh-huh. It's not that's not it at right, all right. because I've been at a place where I had to escape all the time but like it's it's really just that's the foundational piece yeah otherwise what you're just doing is like temporary relief from mm-hmm. how you feel mm-hmm. just temporary man amen okay Joe's last question we're gonna bring this home right now uh-huh. let's each share this being the last day in 2020 okay. which has been it's a really, it's been a painful year, but it's been a very powerful year. Oh, very powerful. What's, what's like your biggest gift or breakthrough in like the year 2020? Whew. Wow. What a question. I just think we have to shower ourselves with love, just like our friends do, just like, um, our family does. Like we have to do that for ourselves. Don't look for love in another person because that'll never satisfy you. Get that from within, get that from the source. I keep talking about the source and I raise my hand up to the sky. Get it from the source. But then what happens when we meet somebody that we want to be in a relationship with? That's fine. Right. Me- meet that person and love them as hard as you can love them, but know that your happiness is not determined by their love for you. Mm. That if they decide they're going to walk out, yeah, it's going to be painful, but you're still going to enjoy your life because you're solid and because you love yourself. You loved yourself first before they ever came into your life. We use the word once when we were talking about this word shrink, like, you know, mm-hmm. I think in our past relationships, didn't we have the tendency to shrink? Yeah. Like I see you as like, you know, and, and myself, like I, I see us as like, you know, we, we take care of our shit, I feel like, and I feel like we're good on our own. Mm-hmm. But then if you put us in a relationship, that shit changed in the past. You know, yeah. then all of a sudden, for some reason, you you forgot that you were solid. Does that make sense? That's what happened. Yeah. 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 That's and then what you're happened like, with oh, I need situation. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, I need this other person to be good or I'm not good. But you were just good before you met them. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, and it took me... I think it took me a few relationships to get that. Le- that's not an easy lesson to get. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing to break. You know what right, I mean? Because right. this shit is like ingrained. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is possible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely possible. Because it's really, to go back to your word, it's an illusion. Like it you are illusion. good on your own. It is an illusion. <laughs> yes. Trust me, it's an illusion. Actually, that Huge. should be my next tattoo. Trust me. It's Trust an illusion. Me, it's an illusion. <laughs> and I'll just share my 2020 breakthrough real quick. Uh-huh. I feel like... You know, like in the media, they, some reason, like when they show excessive wealth, I feel like they portray it in like a negative way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh And so I got these messages growing up, like, okay, money 
will corrupt you, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. talked about this, I think, in our other take. Like, mm-hmm. money is the root of all evil, and you're like, no, 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 it's, it's taken of out money. of context. Yeah, it's yeah. the love of money. Uh-huh. Right, but there, you would agree. There's a lot of these, like, mixed negative messages about money. Mm-hmm. So... I was getting in my own way, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was blocking opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like 2020, I put that into 2020 vision, no pun intended. And uh-huh. I broke that shit into a million pieces. And I'm like, no, dude, cause I, I've a, I have a giving heart. Yeah. And I feel like you give me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with it? Right. I'm You're just going to be able to share yeah. it and like give like you, you and I were on a trip and we saw two home, or a homeless guy uh-huh. who was like sweet as pie and his wife and they they needed they dinner hungry. they yeah. needed dinner and like what do we do yeah like, like, it, we didn't hesitate yeah of course it's like we weren't gonna i didn't have cash on me to be honest with you and i don't think you did either and i said or you said you know we don't have any money to give you but we can buy you a meal we yeah. bought him a vegan burger two vegan burgers yeah he's like man i ain't have anything like that man i was <laughs> like, like the feeling of you being at that show where you touched all those people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like the feeling i get when i am able to make a difference to somebody that's like hurting correct Love that, Sam. Beautiful. Much love. Thank you for coming on today. Love you too. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, please stay connected.